Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone and welcome to our final game recap of Big Brother Canada 10. I'm your host, Taryn Armstrong, and I am here today to talk through Kevin's game uh, all the way through Big Brother Canada 10 from start to finish, from the humble beginnings of being a first week nominee to a final four player who uh, might be out at the final four or may make it to the final three. Uh, we will be talking through Kevin's game all the way through in today's podcast. I hope that you enjoy it because, oh, it was so much work. <laughs> For somebody that might not even be there anymore, but hopefully it was worth it. Hopefully you enjoy this. If you've listened to the previous three game recaps, then you have already heard Josh's game. Betty's game and Helena's game. Um, I tweeted this out already, but oh boy, uh, <laughs> the second I started Kevin's, I was like, no, <laughs> there can't be this much more. That's it's impossible. I thought I was being nice and streamlined. This is ridiculous. Um, there's a lot, there's a lot to talk through when it comes to Kevin's game and there's a lot to say. So I hope you buckle yourself in and, uh, and get ready because we are about to take a journey through Big Brother Canada 10, uh, through the perspective of a really, really bad boy. I'm a bad boy. I'm a bad boy. So let's do it now. Right now, as we speak, uh, we are going to hopefully soon see an episode where we learn the ultimate fate of Kevin in the game. Was he evicted at the final four because Josh won that HOH and veto? 
Or did he somehow manage to slither his way through one more time? We will find out soon. But in the meantime, let's rewind. Let's go all the way back to week one when the game started and Kevin entered the game uh, a super fan. Somebody that uh, that was very much in the know when it came to online discussion and podcasts and all of it. Uh, he comes into the game knowing that he is a bit of a social outcast, that he is a bit vanilla in uh, in group settings. I'm just like pure vanilla ice cream in a large group. Um, I, I think you meant plain, but that's fine. Uh he comes into the game week one and uh, and things, you know, they don't seem great for him at first. Here's what's happening week one. We don't have the feeds, but we know the general uh, sense of what's happening through the episodes. Herman wins the first HOH. He creates the Savage Seven. He nominates Jess and Melina. There are some other alliances that build at this time. Marty, Moose, Kyle, and Gino is one. The Mandams, the Retreat, the Honey Bunch. None of which include Kevin. Uh, and... This is our typical early game structure, helmed by Herman as the first HOH and full of the cool kids, the people who, uh, you know, they're pretty, they get along and they're social and uh, they enjoy each other's company. Uh, and Kevin is left on the outside of it. Not a great place to start the game, uh, as we all know, and I'm sure as he knew as a super fan. Um it's a, it's a dangerous place to be, and we see that immediately as Jess wins the veto and Herman replaces them with Kevin, uh, a first week nominee post veto facing a vote. This is about as bad a position as you can be in. Uh, the only position worse is the person who's actually voted out here. Um, I make a big point of saying this. The person who survives the week one nomination has never gone on to win the game. It is a rough place to start. It leaves you with so much ground to make up. And it's definitely not where Kevin wants to be here at the start of his Big Brother Canada game. Now, what Kevin is doing, we presume, because we didn't have the feeds, is that he is going to create the ghosts with Helena, his final two that's going to last all the way through to the final four. He develops relationships with Jess, Kyle, and a few others uh, that are going to come in handy in coming weeks. Um, he does, again, end up nominated as a pawn, but uh, he does fend off any attempts at flipping the vote, uh, as we see in the episode. He does manage to survive the week one nomination and heads into week two, where the feeds kick on, and we're finally able to see what Kevin is actually doing in the game. Marty wins the week two HOH. He's looking to target Jay, but he needs to find a pawn for uh, to put up next to Jay. Um, now, here's the thing. I've been running through these general recaps of the week uh, through uh, through most of these game recaps. Uh, most of it is duplicate content, though, when I'm talking about Kevin, because he is so intricately involved in a lot of the happenings throughout each week. Um, so I'm going to try and only mention the stuff that it, that does not involve Kevin before we get to Kevin. Uh, so Marty does eventually nominate Jay and Jess. Kevin is involved and we'll talk uh, about how, um, Jay ends up winning the veto. 
And uh, Marty decides to put Betty on the block to replace Jace next to Jay. And then they send Jay home. Now, the only real shift in structure here is that Marty is looking to replace Moose in the alliance with Herman uh, because Moose is too much of a wild card. But there are some more subtle things happening specifically in regard to Kevin and the way that he is weaseling or or perhaps we might say slithering uh, his way in to uh, to certain positions in the house. Um, so uh, here's what Kevin is up to in the stock watch this week. He gets a five. Um, here's the thing. We didn't believe in Kevin. <laughs> We didn't believe in him. Uh, At first, it was like, all right, he's doing okay. He talks a big game in the diary room. It seems like that's all well and good for him. But he was the first week nominee. He is on the outs of all of this. He's an option to be nominated this week. Barely survives through it. Uh, There's no way. Um, Looking back, we're definitely underestimating him at this time. Um, He is doing a lot of good work, and his overall position is not great, but Uh, The work that he is doing is going to continue to improve it over time. So a five average in the stock watch. But uh, what I'm about to tell you probably won't sound like a five. Now, Marty is going to consider both Jess and Kevin for nomination, ultimately deciding that Jace is the best option because she's close to Steph. Um, Now, uh, with Jace on the block, he still needs to consider, though, uh, uh, what he would do in the case of a renom. And he expresses on day seven that Kevin is one of the people that he'd be comfortable nominating. He doesn't have a good enough relationship with Kevin at this point. And Kevin is an easy option because he's already been on the block. The whole house feels comfortable with him going up. This is what usually happens. You've been on the block once. It's easy to put you back up again. So also on day seven, Jess is going to convince him, not me. Don't put me up. You'd just be doing the house's dirty work and they'd send me out and you wouldn't get your target out. So Marty says, all right. Jess will not be my renom. Kevin will. Kevin is the person that I will put on the block in the event that Jace wins the veto. So also on day seven, after Jace is nominated, Kevin talks to her and says he's got her back. Um, This is important because Kevin is going to continue to work on this relationship with Jace, which eventually turns into something more later on. Um, On day eight, Kevin and Helena discuss, discuss what they want to do with the vote. Kevin says, at the end of the day, he wants to do whatever causes the most amount of chaos. She lets him know about the Mandams, and that gives him the information that he needs to really start to paint a picture of what's happening in the house. That's important in just a second. Uh, On day eight as well, Jace is going to win the veto, and Marty confirms that Kevin will, in fact, go up as the replacement, unbeknownst to Kevin yet at this time. It's at this point that Marty, Gino, and Moose all list Kevin as one of their potential targets in the coming weeks just because he's an easy target, uh, somebody that could easily be put up. Now, remember, they're all working with Kyle. Kyle does not look at Kevin as a target because Kyle is one of the people that uh, Kevin has successfully managed to pull in thus far. Um, But the rest of his alliance and most of the house are still looking at Kevin as either an easy pawn or an easy target. Um, Kind of similar to where Betty was, uh, but (laughs) we'll get there. Um, because Kevin kind of says, me? No, Betty. Uh, Kevin and Helena on day nine are going to discuss where they think the house stands. Kevin, at this point, clocks six of the Savage Seven. He says that um, basically all seven of them, Herman, Moose, Kyle, uh, Gino, Summer, Tanisha, are all working together. The only person he misses is Josh. 
Um, he does not see that Josh is with them. And to be fair, Josh doesn't see himself with them really either. But he clocks those six, plus he knows about the Mandams. This is going to give him some vital perspective and information that comes in handy in literally just now. Because um, here's what's going to happen. All on day nine. Get ready. Marty tells Kevin, look, you're going to have to go up as the replacement for Jace next to Jay. Don't worry, though. Jay will go home. He's my target. Kevin, about to be nominated for the second time post-veto, is like, nah, I'd prefer not to. Kevin says, I think that's a bad idea. I think the house will flip on me. Uh, Marty disagrees. He says, I can guarantee you seven votes. They talk through every individual vote and uh, Marty lets Kevin know the only one, the only person he's a little worried about would be Moose because he thinks Moose is a wild card, but it shouldn't matter. Um, he says, uh, you know, I, I think, I think Betty, uh, uh Kevin says, I, I, well, I think Betty might be against me because she's working with Jay. Uh, and I think Moose is against me. Um, basically Marty lets Kevin know, uh, remember Marty's looking to replace Moose with Herman. Marty lets Kevin know that he's seeing Moose as a bit of a wild card. Kevin's going to keep that in his back pocket for a sec. Kevin's going to run to Kyle after this conversation because he is not successful at flipping Marty away from nominating him just quite yet. He goes to Kyle and he says, look, Marty's looking to put me up. I don't think that's a good idea. I think that Moose could flip the vote. Don't you think that Moose is a wild card? That's what Marty told him. Um, And Kyle says, actually, I have been worried about Moose. So Kyle says, don't worry. I'll try and make I'll try and work on making sure you stay. I've, I'm, I'm on your side. I've got your back. I want you you know, to feel comfortable. So Kevin also goes to Jace and enlists her support as well. If I end up on the block, will you vote to keep me? She says yes. Um, Kevin goes back to Marty and pitches for Kevin uh, or Kyle goes back to Marty uh, or goes to Marty and pitches for Kevin to not go up. He says, I don't think you should put Kevin on the block. He says, I think that if you keep him off the block, Kevin will be locked in as a number for us so you know we sh- we could maybe do something else like say betty uh betty she's working with jay she's somebody that could be put up on the block marty says i don't have a deal with betty so maybe she could be an option at that point kevin goes back to marty and tells him look here's my here's my thing i think there's a big alliance in the house he names the six of the sa- six of the savage seven which marty doesn't know about and he says and here's here's the kicker. Summer and Tanisha are at the center of it all. Um, he says that they've got Betty. They've got uh, they've got this big, big group. Um, the, the So basically what you've got is the big alliance. You've got Summer and Tanisha in the middle. They are the swing votes. They can choose whatever they want at this point. Uh, Betty and Josh are working together and they and they're working with Jay. Uh, then you have all the guys working together and you have all the women, you have some of the guys working together and you have some of the women working together. Um, cause remember he knows about the Mandams from Helena. So he's trying to put it into Marty's head that, uh, there are things going on that Marty is not aware of, particularly when it comes to Summer and Tanisha who have more control than he thinks. Again, because of the information he has from Helena, uh, he's able to sell this well. He, uh, he also says, and you know what? I just, I personally think that Moose is a big wild card. And Marty says, I agree. I agree. I think, I think we need to take a shot at Moose eventually. 
And Kevin says, see, this is exactly why we need to go far together. We think so similarly. Uh, we both had the same thought about Moose. You know, pretending like Marty isn't the one that told him what he already thought about Moose, using it as a way to make it seem like they were thinking similarly. Uh, Marty says, okay, look, if the vote could flip because of what you're saying, then I I wouldn't want to risk you being on the block. I know that if I keep you off the block, I would be able to trust your vote. And Kevin says, absolutely. Marty says, okay, well, I could put Betty up because she's working with Jay. Uh, And Kevin says, wow, that's a great idea. This is so much fun, Marty. Let's putting Betty up. There's no chance that anything blows up in your face, because even if Betty leaves, that's somebody that was working with Jay. What's worst case scenario? Marty's like, yeah, yeah. You know what? And the only person that could flip things, I think, would be Helena. Uh, Kevin says, oh, I always forget about Helena. And Marty says, well, between the two of us, I've got a thing with Helena. And Kevin goes, wow, that's really smart. Uh, And so it's locked in. Marty is putting up Betty instead of Kevin. And this is the first real glimpse we get of the kind of work that Kevin puts in to keep himself safe and to maneuver the game around him. Um, It starts small here, and it just goes up from there. Uh, On day 10, after nominating Betty, Marty offers Kevin an official deal. Um, Kevin accepts it. It's a deal that goes until jury. He tells Kevin, Hey, so, remember what you told me about Summer and Tanisha? Well, after I nominated Betty... Moose ran to Summer and Tanisha. It like they, like there's definitely something going on there. You're totally right. Uh, and he also says that he's worried about Josh because Josh never talks any game with him. He thinks that if he were to win HOH again, he should put up Betty and Josh. Uh, so also on day ten, Betty's gonna be pretty upset with Kevin because she went on the block instead of him. Um, we are gonna get this. I do hate you. Uh, you know, uh, and, and, and many other, many other fun, uh, Betty-isms here, uh, talking about Kevin, um, and, uh, and, and, and things. You told me I was a terrible person. Yeah. And I meant that. That's when we get, uh, you know, all of the Betty stuff with Kevin. Fun, fun arguments. (laughs) Um, she hates him. How did he weasel out of being put on the block? How did she end up there instead? It's almost understandable considering the fact that, yeah, that's pretty much what happened. Uh, I mean, Kevin didn't intentionally put Betty in that position, but by doing what Kevin did on day nine, um, Betty ended up in the spot that Kevin had previously been sitting in, and she is unfortunately unable to remove herself from that position for most of the game. Uh, Betty is, uh, so Betty's going to be pissed. Um, another thing that happens here on day 10 is that Kevin tells Josh, we should work together. You and I. Um, this is right after Marty told him, Josh doesn't talk game with me. I find him suspicious. Uh, he goes to Josh. He says, I think we I think we should work together. Josh tells Kevin, well, look, you're not on my, my radar at all. Kevin goes, great. Um, let's keep talking. Uh, also on day 10, Kevin checks in with Kyle and lets him know that I'm ready to target anyone and everyone uh, other than you and Marty, of course. Kyle loves it. He says, I'm, I'm, I'm going to sharpen your axe. I, I, I love it. I can't, I hope you win HOH, Kevin. Uh, he's positioning himself as a person that Kyle can use to take a shot at people that he wouldn't otherwise not want to take a shot at himself. Uh, pretending to be a pawn on the board for Kyle to use. 
He also checks in with Summer on day 11, and then uh, we see some ramifications of this on day, uh, or sorry, on day 10, and then we see some ramifications of this on day 11. Checks in with Summer, tells her that he has been trying to follow his her advice and get closer to Betty, but that was a colossal failure considering... I do hate you. Summer really likes Kevin and discusses that she wants to work with him, uh, with Tanisha. Uh, Tanisha doesn't like Kevin as much, but Summer really does. They've always had a, a good relationship from the start that he's developed, and he's going to continue to try to develop with her uh, throughout most of the game. On day 12, Kevin tells Selena that it is hilarious how many people have come to him saying, I hope you win HOH, Kevin. Helena says, oh, Josh told me the same thing. Kevin tells Selena, well, Josh is the best player in the house. We need to keep an eye on him. So we head into week three with um, with Jay evicted and Kyle wins this HOH. Boom. That's good for Kevin. He doesn't have a lot of influence over exactly what Kyle will do, but he should be safe this time around. Kyle is one of the first people he was able to develop a good relationship with. Problem becomes that uh, Kyle... He's looking to target Jess. Uh, so Kevin's going to get a five in the stock watch this week. Uh, and the events of the week are that Kyle wins the HOH. He ends up nominating Steph and Moose. Moose wins the veto. He targets Josh with the back door. And then the house flips on Kyle, evicting Steph over Josh. And pretty much every alliance in the game is completely busted wide open. Uh and Kevin still only gets a five. I don't know what we were thinking because, uh, again, he's going to put in some excellent work this week. Um, it's again, it's just we lacked faith in the guy. I'm sorry, Kevin. Um, it's going to change soon. But, uh, yeah, we, we didn't have we didn't have faith. And, and that's really a recurring theme throughout most of the game is that every week. And it's not just us, to be fair. But every week it's like, nah, this is the end for Kevin. And then he somehow manages to find a way out of it. It's ridiculous. Anyway. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus kyle and kyle starts the week wanting to target jess 
Um, he had felt good about Jess, but he caught them having some similar conversations with a lot of people. There were three people having the same sim- same style of strategy here in the first portion of the game. Kevin, Helena, and Jess. They were all working individual relationships, trying to convert those social bonds into strategic um, favor and uh, and using those bonds to keep themselves safe throughout these first early weeks. Uh, Jess is the person that gets caught first. Um, Kyle catches on to the fact that they've been saying similar things to other people that they've said to him, and he feels like everybody thinks they've got Jess, which means nobody's got Jess, and he decides he wants to target them. So he goes to Kevin and lets Kevin know what he's thinking in terms of targeting Jess. Uh, He says, I think Jess is a super strong player. I think that they're playing us all, and I think that they need to go. Uh, And this is not the worst move for Kyle at this point. Uh, He could target Betty. That's another one of his options. Um, Or at the very least, put Betty on the block as a pawn, which is kind of what he's thinking. Betty as a pawn, Jess as the target. Uh, And he could take Jess out here, keep everything nice and, and, and cozy for him, and everything would work out fine. And he's actually, he's been pretty dead set on it for a, a couple of days at this point. Um, so he goes to Kevin and he says, look, I'm, I want to target Jess. I think that they're really dangerous in the game. Kevin says, really? You think Jess is dangerous? And Kyle's like, yeah, definitely. They're so good at this. Kevin says, ah, I don't think so. I, I think Jess is completely lost in this game. I was like, you really think so? Kevin's like, yeah. Uh, he's like, you don't think they've got like multiple things going on? Kevin's like, I don't think so. Uh, I don't think Jess could swing any numbers. And and also like you have a, a pretty decent relationship with Jess. If you put Jess on the block, there's a good chance they win the veto and then you've burned that bridge for nothing. Um, Kyle's like, oh, okay. Uh, and, and it really helps set Jess up as Jess comes in and has a great conversation with Kyle um, where... Uh, they both discuss something uh, very, uh, very important, which is, um, you know, that uh, they are both dogs. Jeff, we're both dogs. We're dogs. Yes. So Kyle decides not to target Jess. And instead, he's going to target his other person, Betty. But then he's thinking about it. Do I want to target Betty? I don't know. Is it worth targeting Betty? Well, Herman talks to Kyle and tries to get him to nominate Kevin, Jess, or Helena. Kyle says, well, I have a good relationship with Kevin and Helena, and if I put Jess up, they could win the veto, and then I'd be burning that bridge for no reason. Sound familiar? Well, instead, he's thinking, Betty's not really worth targeting, so what if I targeted Steph? I target Steph, take her out of the game. I've been worried that Steph will turn on the guys. That's a whole thing. We're not going to get into Kyle logic. But uh, Herman fails, of course, to get Kevin, Jess, or Helena on the block. And instead, uh, Steph is going to be the target. Herman is going to back down. Uh, This all happens on day 13. On day 14, Kyle tells Kevin, all right, you convince me. I'm not putting Jess up. Instead, I'm going to uh, look. There's an alliance that I made early on. We're going to break that alliance. I'm going to I'm going to put Steph up on the block. I'm going to take a shot and we're going to blow up an alliance. And Kevin is like, oh, really? Well. I think that's smart. (laughs) He's ecstatic. Uh, Also on day 14, Betty's going to be told that she's going on the block. Kyle tells Betty, you're going on the block. 
next to Steph is the intention. Um, Betty starts campaigning immediately. She goes to Kevin and they repair their relationship a little bit. He says he can't commit to anything yet, but he'll be looking out for her. This is theoretically the start of something great, but we'll get there. On day 15, knowing that some of the big alliances are breaking up, Kevin really starts to push uh, uh, some of his better relationships into bringing him into a group. He goes to Summer and he says, hey, I really want to get into like a group with you guys. I think we need numbers. Numbers are important in this game. Uh, That eventually becomes the Rebel Rejects. The proposal is for him, Summer, Tanisha, Helena, Josh, and Herman to all come together. This happens on day 15. Um, Kevin also is going to propose a final two with Herman because Herman is one of the people that he hasn't been able to reach yet. And with Herman being included in this Rebel Rejects Alliance, which he was not a fan of, um, he decides I need to either get with Herman, you know, keep an eye on him or figure out a way to get him out of here one way or another. I've got to get around this obstacle. So he goes to Herman and he proposes a final two with him called the comedians. Um, he really tries to play it up, but Herman doesn't bite. Herman does not trust Kevin. Uh, he is not pulled in by Kevin. And uh, and he he goes, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, that's a great idea. Love the alliance. Um, I'm totally loyal to the bros, just like you, Kevin. Um, and uh, I'm definitely down to have this final two. Uh, Kevin runs back to Helena the same day here, day 16, and tells her we can't trust Herman. <laughs> This guy is dangerous. He will play the whole house if we allow him to. We need to make sure he does not get into this Rebel Rejects Alliance. Whether it means we blow the whole thing up or we just keep him out of it, we can't let him get into a structured alliance again. Uh, he tells Summer to be careful with Herman because he thinks he's loyal to the guys. He's trying to plant seeds against Herman to get them to not trust him just enough to avoid anything from resolidifying. Betty's going to get mad at Kevin again after uh, she doesn't go up on the block again. So basically what happens is that Moose wins the veto and Betty is told again that she's going to go up on the block. And then again, she doesn't go up on the block. And uh, she's like, what? Oh, I forgot to mention again that Moose went up on the block instead of Betty the first time. (laughs) So when Moose wins the veto, Betty's supposed to go up, doesn't go up. Josh goes up instead. Betty asks Kevin, did you did you do that again? <laughs> did you know this would ha- was happening? Uh, and Kevin's like, well, I don't really want to answer that right now. Kevin, not the best at uh, when he's confronted with things head on. He needs some time to think things through. That is one of the things about Kevin's game. Um, luckily, the Big Brother house, most of the time you do have things time to think things through. But uh, they get into another argument. Uh, he's he she calls him a terrible person and and all he of told that. Me I was a terrible person. Yeah, and I meant that. Uh, she's mad at him again. He tries to play it up like, "Hey, be mad at me," and she's like, "No, that's weird, dude. You're a freak." He goes, "I'm trying to help you, Betty. Come on." Um, on day 18, Jess approaches Kevin because uh, they're they've been getting a little worried. They feel like they haven't that he hasn't been talking to them as much lately. He reassures him he's still on board uh, and he's going to keep Josh. He's solid. Don't worry about it Um, because Josh, again, goes up on the block next to Steph as the intended target. Um, Kevin goes to Josh on day 18 and he tells Josh, hey, I remember that conversation we had. I would love to work with you. I know you're on the block right now. Don't worry. I'm going to work to make sure that you have the votes to stay. Um, And 
even better. I think we can do something fun here. Uh, I know you're really annoyed with Jess. Uh, Jess thinks that they're close with Josh, but Josh doesn't really like Jess very much. Um, he says, I think we can blame Jess for this whole flip. Uh, Josh is like, yeah, but I'm still a little bit worried. Kevin says, don't worry. I think I can get, I think I can even get Marty because he's at the bottom of the guys alliance and they're just using him. So if we can get even Marty, then we're definitely set. Um, also on day 18, Kevin goes to Summer and Tanisha and encourages them to keep their votes a secret that they will be voting to keep Josh, but they shouldn't tell the other side of the house. He wants to see the surprise on Kyle's face. Just rub it in, right? Everyone hates Kyle, right? Let's keep it a secret. They agree. He says, look, I may be a scumbag, but you want a scumbag on your side. Uh, So Kevin also goes to Marty and he makes good on his promise to Josh. He tells Marty he feels left out of the boys group. Marty says, I I feel that way too. Kevin says, look, I think we can work on Josh. Um, It just, uh, you know, it just worries me that I feel like Kyle, I feel like Kyle might think that he's like taking advantage of the older guy and the nerd, you know, Marty's like, yeah, I'm just, I'm concerned that there's already a group on the other side. Remember the Tanisha and Summer stuff? Like, I don't want to flip to an already existing group. Kevin says, well, here's the thing. I think that we can, I think that we can pull Josh. I think that Josh could be loyal to us if we vote to evict Steph. Marty's like, oh, I don't know if I can do that. Um, and, and Kevin says, Marty. Because here's another bit that I usually leave out of these game recaps because it was almost completely irrelevant. Canada voted to save someone this week. They voted to save Marty. Kevin says, Marty, I don't think Canada votes to save you this week unless you were in some danger. I don't think they do it if you're 100% safe. Marty says, you know, you're right. I think we should keep Josh. Um, and, And so he goes and he talks to Josh and they make a deal. Just like that. Uh, day 19, Josh tells Helena that he is counting on Kevin to make sure he has the votes. He doesn't trust Moose or Herman as much. Um, also on day 19, Marty is going to freak out about the decision to vote to keep Josh. Kevin has to calm him down, keep him steady, make sure he stays the course. Also on day 19, Kevin tells Josh, all right, I've been working on the votes. I've been working all day, but I'm pretty sure we've got all the votes we need, including Marty. Uh, we're, we're ready for the blind side. He wants, Kevin says, I want to create chaos, Josh. Isn't this fun? Are you having fun, Josh? We're, we're, we're doing this. We're causing some chaos. Look, if you ever want me to do anything in this game, just tell me it'll be chaotic and I'll be in. So. Kyle and uh, Jace and Gina were blindsided. You really suck at lying. And they really suck at lying. Uh, Steph leaves, Josh stays. We head into week four where Gino wins the HOH. Uh oh. Well, as we know, with Gino as the HOH, he initially is looking to target Betty or Tanisha, uh, but he nominates Jess and Marty. Marty for optics. You betrayed me. You must go up on the block so people know. Marty ends up winning the veto, and uh, Gino eventually decides to put Kyle on the block to appease the house. Uh, Gino, uh, does that and, uh, and they vote Kyle out. It's really as simple as that. Um, so the only other thing that didn't really involve Kevin is that the siblings are going to form toward the end of this week, but, uh, that's pretty irrelevant overall. So what's Kevin up to here? Did I say Kyle before? Sometimes I get those mixed up. (laughs) What is Kevin up to this week? Well, he gets a seven in the stock watch this week. He's finally moving up in the world. We're finally starting to go. Wait a minute. This guy's on to something. We're not quite ready to say that he is like top tier or anything. I mean, look at the guy. 
but he's doing something right. Uh, Kevin tries to smooth over his relationship with Gino uh, after, you know, blindsiding him and voting to evict Steph by acting as Andrew, the lawyer. Um, he also is ch- trying to cheer Marty up uh, about betraying Gino. Marty's very much in the dumps about the whole situation. I betrayed Gino. I did it once. I can't do it again. Uh, I, I, it, it hurts. Hurt. Dare. Dare. You Dare. friggin', friggin hurt, hurt me. me. Yeah. That was personal. Uh, so uh, Kevin's trying to cheer him up with the lawyer bit. And, uh, and Marty loves it. Marty loves the lawyer bit. So does Gino. They all, it's, it's really a huge hit in the whole house. And they all love that Kevin is coming out of his shell. The little guy. He was so down on himself before saying he was vanilla. And look at him now. He's acting like he's a lawyer. Oh, isn't it just adorable? This happens on day 21. Also on day 21, he's going to go to Gino. And uh, his pitch to Gino is, look, the whole house just blindsided you. You can't trust anyone in here except for Jace and Kyle. Uh, Gino says, you know what, Kev, I appreciate that you're being honest about that because that's exactly how I feel. Uh, Kevin says, well, let me tell you my perspective. I really want to keep your showmance in the house. I want to showmance in here. I think it's vital to my strategy, both because look, showmances are a staple of Big Brother and I'm a huge fan of Big Brother. So for entertainment value alone, I want to keep the showmance around, but also because You're a shield for me. People will be looking at you instead of me. And I think that's great for me. And I think for myself, that means that I want to work to make sure that you stay in the game. Um, He says, here's what happened with the vote. I was all set to vote out Josh, but Jess got in my head about whether I could trust Kyle. And there was all this stuff about Kyle and Kyle was bad and Kyle was doing all these things. And Jess was getting in my head about it. And so I, that's why I flipped. Um, this works. Blaming Jess, it's effective. Um, Gino's going to discuss with Kyle afterward that uh, he says, look, I found out that Jess was actually the head of this whole thing with Tanisha and Summer, I bet. Um, and uh, Jess ends up on the block uh, next to Marty. Jess is finally going to run into a bit of a wall in terms of convincing the HOH to not nominate them. Um, I assume because this time they did not have the assist of Kevin, although they put in the work with Marty without Kevin. Uh, so on day 23, Kevin says that he wants to get in a group with Josh because this rebel rejects thing, it's not going to work. He can't separate Herman from it. Josh agrees. Uh, on day 24, Kevin, uh, despite the fact that he doubts that anybody will be able to get Kyle on the block, um, he talks to Gino and Gino says, look, I'm looking to put Kyle on the block. And Kevin's like, okay, I'm down. Uh, that's, that's fine with me. Um, Kevin sort of burned that relationship when he turned on Kyle, he was able to smooth things over with Gino, but, uh, but Kyle is kind of on, uh, on a bit of a a rampage at this point in terms of the relationships that he thought he had. He now sees that Kevin was working him the whole time and, uh, it's, you know, potentially repairable, but, uh, you know, at this point, and Kevin does consider trying to keep Kyle around because he'd be a big target uh, ahead of him. But uh, but he's also fine with Kyle leaving here. Um, it's not the biggest deal in the world for him at this point. Uh, so Kevin goes to Jess on day 25 and he says, hey, I'm close with Summer, but I don't think Tanisha trusts me. Uh, and even though he says, I don't think there's a parachute alliance strategy happening, I do think that Tanisha is a glue. Holds a lot of people together, and I do think that she should leave soon. Um, 
He had kind of thought that Tanisha might be the target this week, and he was looking to maybe keep Kyle around. So this is his way of setting Tanisha up as a possible target in the future. He'd still, of course, would also love for Herman to leave. Um, this is important because, of course, Jess comes becomes HOH in the following week. On day 25, he also talks to Josh, and he says, look, are we building an alliance or what? Let's do this. Josh says, yes. Kevin says, look, I think that we should pull in Helena. Josh says he thinks that's a good idea, but he also likes Betty. Kevin says, the problem with Betty is that she's too close to Tanisha and Summer. And Josh agrees. He thinks that Tanisha and Summer are just using Betty for insurance. Uh, Josh tells him, man, Kevin, you're the only person I, I can talk to on this level. Keep an eye on that. On day 26, Kevin tells Jace that he thinks that uh, they need to cre- get a group together already. Sound familiar? Uh, numbers are important. He thinks that maybe they could get five. Uh, they talk through some names. They consider Helena as a good option to, br- to bring in. And uh, those seeds are planted as well. Um, the rest of the week goes pretty smoothly. This is you know, one of the, the slower weeks in general in the game. Uh, we head into week five where Jess wins the HOH. And uh, it's just, oh boy, this is just, you know, this is Kevin's week. Right. Uh, the the general events of the week are that, of course, um, Jess is going to nominate Herman and Moose. Herman wins the veto. Jess nominates Tanisha. The split vote blindside happens. Tanisha leaves and a lot of alliances are formed, uh, primarily through Kevin. A lot of other alliances are destroyed with Jess blowing up the siblings and the Mandams with uh, Helena voting uh, the other way. Um, and, uh, let's just, let's just go straight to where, what Kevin's up to here, because again, he's pretty much, uh, at the, uh, the, the center of it all. He gets a nine in the stock watch. This is the first time he is going to breach that level. And let me tell you, he is not going to fall from that level for the rest of the game. Uh, it's all nines from here. Uh, up until the most recent um, Final Four rating. So um, he gets a nine in the stock watch, and that's because he immediately gets to work. He goes right to work on Jess's HOH, immediately throwing Herman under the bus, saying, hey, I was talking to Herman the other day, and he was saying, would you be willing to work with me still if I put you on the block next to Jess and Jess went home? Um, he's like, what are you doing, Herman? Why would you even say that to me? Why would you want Jess to go? That's so annoying, Jess. Don't you think? Uh, he thinks that they can build an alliance with Gino and Jace. Uh, Jess doesn't really know where her where Helena stands. He says, I think we can work with her. Uh, he also says that Summer is somebody to watch out for because she's never been nominated. Now, remember, at this point in time, Summer is in a pretty crushing position. Kevin is able to recognize that, but he has a good relationship with her, and he still prefers for the... The, the target to be on Tanisha. He says Tanisha is the first, uh, should go first between the two of them because she's the glue. He also gives Jess some tips for gathering information. That was a pretty, uh, infamous moment here on the feeds. And he, uh, he tells them to get closer to Josh and they land on Moose and Herman as nominees with Tanisha as the replacement. This happens over the course of day 27 and 28. Also on day 28, Kyle's gonna tell Gino about the, his idea of forming a group. Gino likes the idea. On day 29, Kevin and Marty are going to continue to bond. Kevin tells him that he's willing to throw HOH to him. Um, And Kevin says, you know, it's important to respect everyone in the game. Everybody is capable of winning 
Uh, a lot of people make the mistake of thinking that players aren't are worth anything in the game, but uh, you can't make that mistake. On day 30, Kevin and Jess discuss who should leave between Moose and Tanisha because Herman has won the veto and uh, Jess is now going to probably put up Tanisha. He thinks the best thing for Jess's game, a.k.a. his own, is that Tanisha leaves. On day 30, though, Jess changes their mind after an argument with Moose and uh, very nearly puts Helena on the block. Luckily, though, Kevin is able to get in there and uh, talk them down and make sure that Tanisha gets up instead. We don't see this on the feeds. We see a little bit of it in the episode, so there's not a whole lot we can talk about it uh, here. But a little bit of a crisis that Kevin is able to uh, put that fire out. On day 31, with Tanisha on the block, Kevin and Helena go to work and securing the votes for Tanisha to leave. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that happen on day 31. So let's get through day 31. While talking about how Tanisha should leave, Kevin ends up pitching a full fledged alliance with Gino. Gino says, "I like that idea. Let's have an alliance. Well, we should include Herman. I think Herman would vote with us this week." And Kevin says, "Herman, this is he plays this off pretty cleverly. He goes, Herman, we we include Herman." But the, I don't want I don't want Herman and Summer. They've been so flirty. I don't want them taking up all your showman's airtime, uh, Gino. Um, I think let's just keep things secret for now. Let's let's think about it. Keep things secret for now. Uh, trying to imply that uh, Herman, remember, has connections to people like Summer. They've been very flirty. Uh, you know, maybe we don't want to bring in Herman, but let's table it. Kevin is also going to go to Moose and be the first person to say to Moose, "Hey." I'd love to keep you around. Let's uh, let's chat. Make your pitch to me. Um, he also goes to Helena, uh, who is having second thoughts about the flip. Her heart is getting in the way a little bit. She feels bad. Um, and also, she's worried about getting blamed for all of this. Uh, he reass- Because she's going to have to vote against the Mandems and turn on the women of the house to work with Gino and Jace and Marty. Uh, and uh, she's a little bit worried about that. Kevin says, look, we can't be afraid of Betty and Summer. Um, she goes, okay, but I think we should at least tell them. And he says, he goes, no, 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 we can't tell them. We have to make sure it's a blindside. We have to make sure the vote splits. They Then we can blame Jess after all of this. Um, yes, they'll be mad at you, but we can make Jess the big bad here, and Jess will take the fall for us. Yep. After that conversation, he talks to Josh, and he makes the infamous crash test dummies pitch. Uh, he gives him a big old grin, and he says, We doing this? Uh... Look, he says, people are catching on to us. Players like me, you, Helena, we're trying to play this, you know, game where we have great individual relationships and we stay safe, but that can only last for so long. At some point, you need to get numbers to keep yourself safe because people will catch on and you'll run out of uh, space to play the game. So we need numbers for safety. He says, look, Josh, if you had your choice, who would you like to see leave this week? And Josh says, I think Moose. Kevin says, do you care that much, though? Josh is like, oh, I'm listening. Uh, Kevin says, OK, what if I told you there's a way for us to evict Tanisha without you getting any heat from Summer or Betty? Josh is like, OK, I, OK, all right. Kevin says, here's how I think it works. You, me, Helena, we lock something in. You still vote for Moose to go, but Tanisha ends up leaving in a blindside. 
then you, me, and Helena can protect each other from all sides and just run the house. Uh, and Josh says, oh, man. He, he, he goes, <gasps> what? Kevin, you're beautiful. Kevin says, I know, I'm hot. So why, why Helena, though? Why Helena? He goes, she's really smart. You'll see. Talk to her. Uh, Josh goes, wow, Kevin, you're a genius. You're a genius. He loves it. On day 32, Kevin gives the same pitch to Helena. He says, we'll need to string Josh along for now, but we got to cut him before the end game. Uh, On day 33, he gets Josh and Helena together to lock in the crash test dummies. He says, hey, sides are boring. We don't like boring. Let's play our own game. So, also on day 33, Herman does start to catch on to something, that something might be happening with the vote. He's a little bit worried. He wants to be on the right side of the vote. He feels like Gino and Jace might be voting for Moose to, to, to stay, which confuses him. Uh, if they're voting for Moose to stay, does that mean they have the votes? Does that mean he's on the wrong side of the vote? So, in order to make sure he's on the right side of it, he goes and talks to Kevin. Uh, he says, Kevin, where, where are you leaning with this vote? Kevin says, ah, you know... He stays vague. He's like, I'm not really sure. I do feel like Tanisha staying is better for my game. That's kind of how I felt the whole time. Um, He's walking a very fine line here. He's trying to convince Herman that he is, um, you know, voting to keep Tanisha without explicitly saying he's voting to keep Tanisha because, first of all, he doesn't want to get into too much trouble for lying to Herman's face, but also he doesn't want to make it seem like he's trying to hide something from Herman. Uh, Like, hey, no, I'm definitely voting to keep Tanisha. Why would I do anything else? Um, And, of course, he doesn't want to reveal that he's actually voting to keep uh, uh, Moose. And he's also probably concerned that, at this point, Gino and Jace have already spilled everything and that he, he might already know that he's voting to keep Moose. So it's a tricky spot for him, but he stays vague and he tries to change the subject to uh, to targets. Um, Herman says he's like, well, what, what are you thinking in terms of targets, Herman? Herman says, yes. Uh, Herman says, Kev, I feel like you don't really tell me your targets. Kevin says, actually, my targets also, Jess. Uh, why don't we just why don't we make a one week deal, Herman? And so they do. Kevin then runs to Gino. He goes, Gino, what's what's up? What's up, Gino? How's it going? Gino says, oh, great to see you, Kev. I was just talking to Herman, and I think he's willing to flip with us. And Kevin's like, damn it. Uh, Kevin says, did you tell him that I'm in on this whole thing? Uh, and Gino says, no, I didn't tell, any, tell him anything about you. And Kevin's like, oh, thank you. Uh, Kevin's like, well, I, don't know. I just don't know that we can trust his vote. But luckily, we only need five. We only need five. Um... Herman talks to Jace after that, and Jace is kind of like uh, less forthright than Gino. She's taking Kevin's idea of keeping this a little bit of secret more to heart, but she's not as good at hiding her true intentions as Kevin is. And so when Herman talks to Jace, she's pretending like she's on the fence, but Herman is able to see through it and see that she's clearly wanting to to Nisha to go. Um, and this sketches him out. He goes, okay, so clearly Jace and Gino are trying to get the vote to flip. Um, but Helena and Kevin don't seem to be in. He also talks to Helena, who's like, nah, I'm voting to keep Tanisha. That's fine. Um, and he goes, okay, so I need to prevent this flip from happening. That's what he ultimately decides. He goes, I can make this happen. I'm a power player. I'm going to stop the flip from happening. He then uh, starts campaigning to uh to kevin and uh, and other people for tanisha to stay and uh and just like that the flip the vote blind vote split blindside 
is still on track and it goes down. Uh, in a five to four vote, Tanisha is evicted. It's a blindside and we head straight into the safety chain double eviction where Moose wins the prime safety, gives it to Herman who goes to Josh, then Betty, Summer, Kevin, Marty, and then Helena. Kevin does not choose uh, Helena himself because he needs to continue to hide their secret relationship. Um, he instead goes to Marty, who he is pretty sure will go to Helena over Gino and Jace. It's still not ideal, though, because he's not able to give it to Gino and Jace, who are people that he's been working on really hard, and they're going to be pretty upset with him about it. In addition to that, uh, Jace ends up winning the safety comp instead of Jess, leaving Jess and Gino on the block. And a lot of people want Jess out with not a lot of time for him to flip this vote. He still gets close. Josh and Betty discuss potentially flipping the vote on Gino. They bring in Kevin, who's like, yes, let's do this. Um, And he pushes it really hard. But Betty backs out of the last second because she sees that Marty is struggling on the other couch. And Jess is evicted. It's a big blow to Kevin right after a huge win for him at the end of the previous week. And it follows uh, and, and, and what follows that is that Marty wins the week six HOH. He's pissed that people were tricking him into voting Gino out. He feels like it was a trap um, and he tries to get to the bottom of it. Uh, Kevin is able to come out the cleanest despite the fact that he was the person giving the thumbs up. Um, and uh, and Kevin is able to do some work here. Uh, Marty eventually nominates Josh and Betty for being the ringleaders of the situation. Kevin wins the veto, convinces Marty it's a good idea to backdoor Herman. Herman goes on the block and they vote Herman out. Um, now, there's some other things here that are going on and we're going to get into some of those details. Kevin, of course, is going to get another nine in the stock watch. Because he has to do a lot of work to convince Marty that not only was he not the person giving the thumbs up, but also that uh, it was primarily Josh and really primarily Betty that was doing it all. Betty was the person who was saying he uh, Marty's like, I don't even remember what happened. It was all a blur. And Kevin says, yeah, all I remember is that Betty was doing most of the talking Um, and Josh seemed to be just following along. And Marty's like, yeah, I think I remember that, too. They're literally like gaslighting this man. Uh, and so he uh, he also has to do, I mean, there's a lot of work here he has to do. He also has to do damage control with Gino and Jace because he didn't pick them in the safety chain, which he mostly succeeds at, but they're still somewhat skeptical about it after it all happens. Uh, he was really playing up that he loved them and then he didn't choose them to be safe. And they're like, what happened to that whole I want to keep the showmance around thing? He's like, oh yeah, I screwed up, didn't I? Uh, that all happens throughout day 34 and 35. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today. 
at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Now, Kevin has to get Josh on board to target Herman this week, so he is going to have to convince Josh that Herman is too dead set against him and Helena to keep in the game. And Josh reluctantly agrees here at first to let him go if the opportunity presents itself. That happens on day 34. Also on day 34, Kevin is going to prep Josh with the right story to tell Marty to help convince him that he was not the person who was leading the charge in the double eviction and that he's not worth targeting and that Betty is the person that led that charge and that Betty should be the target over Josh. Josh, uh adheres to that script for the most part and uh, throws Betty quite far under the bus to Marty. Uh, On day 35, Kevin and Helena agree that they are going to have to let Betty go this week if that is what it comes to. Obviously, they'd ideally like to get out Herman, but Marty's pretty dead set right now. He's very upset. Uh, Remember, he's hurt. Dare. Dare. You friggin' hurt me. That was personal. And he's real fired up. I'm friggin' fired up to go right now. That was uh, that was actually not the fired up that I thought I was going to get. Uh, I, I think I still have the um, the really mad Marty soundbite of him, like uh, just like really going it, uh, just yelling. But um, I, I don't know that I can find it in time. So <laughs> what are you going to do? Um, so I. Uh, that's what's happening there. Marty's really upset. They're going to maybe have to just let Betty go if they can't get Herman. Now, Kevin has been working on his relationship with Betty, so it's already in a pretty good place when he wins the veto and expresses his desire to use it to save both her and Josh from eviction this week. And that really puts the relationship over the top here on days 36 and 37. Um, then on days 36 and 37, with the holding the veto, Kevin goes into overdrive, convincing Marty that it's worth trying to test Gino about the idea of putting Herman on the block because he thinks that they're working together. He tells Marty that he can win favor with Josh by telling him that Marty is the one that convinced Kevin to use the veto on him, which could give him an in with Josh and make it good that Josh is staying. He also lets Summer believe that she's the one convincing Kevin to use the veto. I think to this day, she believes that she's the one that convinced Kevin to use this veto, although maybe at this point, knowing they had an alliance, she finally has realized that it wasn't her. Um, He also talks to Gino and Jace and gets them just willing enough to let the Herman backdoor go through that it does. And so, uh, he still has some more work to do, though, because Josh is still pretty reluctant about letting Herman go. On day 37, Kevin also is going to put some work in to trap Herman and get Josh against him. He traps Herman by provoking him into expressing that he would not want the veto to be used this week. Then he tells Josh about it. And when Josh goes to Herman, Herman does not represent that conversation in the same way, because why would he? He knows that Josh is on the block. At this point, Josh is officially done with Herman. He goes back to Kevin and he says, I love looking at you, Kevin. You just, you're always right about things. On day 38, after getting Herman on the block, things get a little wonky because Jace catches Helena in a lie about her final two with Marty and Herman makes a successful campaign to stay in the game. So on day 39, Kevin, Josh, and Betty all have to get to work, flipping the vote back, and they do make it work. On day 40, Betty tells Kevin that she took his advice and that the campaign went really well. And uh, on one hand, great job, Kevin. You kept the vote in place. On the other hand, this is actually Betty starting to play Kevin a little bit because what she's actually done is made a secret alliance with Gino and Jace, which Kevin does not know about. So we head into week seven. Herman leaves. Big win. Uh, Gino wins the HOH. 
but he wants Marty out. And that's not ideal for Kevin because he still has some use for Marty. Um, and because Gino and Jace feel like they've got Josh and Betty on one side because of that secret deal, Kevin and Helena on the other side, um, the easy nominees are Moose and Summer in an effort to get Marty backdoored. Uh, everybody knows about the backdoor except for Kevin and Helena. When Helena wins the veto, though, uh, Josh is going to stop spilling the, the tea, tea to Kevin. To Kevin. And prevents the backdoor from happening by not using the veto. Additionally, the Kevin and Helena are going to have to convince Gino and Jace that it's a good idea to not use the veto, which they are so effective at that when Jace gets another secret veto, she also doesn't use it. This seals Moose's fate. Um, so let's get into some more detail here. Kevin gets another nine in the stock watch. Um, on day 42, Kevin's attempts to prevent Gino from targeting Marty fail. What? Since when? Since when does Kevin not get what he wants? What's happening here? Uh, well, it's because he doesn't yet know that Gino and Jace are secretly working with Josh and Betty. For the first time in a long time in the game, Kevin is playing truly from behind without all of the information, without all of the cards. Um, still, though, on days 42 and 43, he's pushing hard enough for a final four with Jason Gino that they are pretty interested and that work does pay off even before he knows about the Betty and Josh alliance Jason Gino say that they would prefer to go to final four with Kevin and Helena over Josh and Betty so on day 43 Kevin starts working on Josh to convince him that he's better to take to the end than Helena he says if Helena has still never touched the block she might be unbeatable in this game this could be the start of the work that eventually becomes Josh choosing to keep Kevin over Helena at the final four, or it could be yet another failed attempt at, uh, at succeeding here in the game. Either way on days 43 and 44, but particularly first starting here on day 43, Josh finally. So I'm spilling the tea to Kevin. Spills the tea to Kevin. And he lets Kevin in on the plan to backdoor Marty and tells him about the alliance with Gino and Jace. Kevin says, wow, you've, you're playing really well, Josh. I did not expect you to play this well. Well, his secret weapon is that Betty actually did it for him. Um, I didn't expect this from you, Josh. This is impressive. Uh, and Josh is like, oh, thank you. Uh, Kevin's like, well, man, I, I I just think it's a mistake to take out Marty this week. It's just a little too early, don't you think? Josh is like, nah, it's definitely not too early. Marty's got to go. He's coming for me and Betty. Uh, and Kevin says, yeah, but don't you think that if 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 Marty goes this week, don't you think uh, Gino and Jace are just going to turn on you guys? Um, whereas if Marty stays, he stays a target for them. And I think that we can make sure that Gino that, uh, you know, that Marty's looking uh, elsewhere. We can get Marty to target Gino for wanting to backdoor him this week. Right. Josh is kind of reluctant at first, but he eventually comes around to the idea that, yeah, all right. Yeah, you make some sense. Let's keep Marty this week. Um, Kevin goes to Helena on day 44 and he lets her know about the information he got from Josh. Ooh, that was a close one that they had positioning over us like we they just almost outplayed us there that's no good that was dangerous we need to make sure that either josh or gino go out next week because we can't have them doing that to us again uh on days 46 and 47 kevin is going to end up talking both betty and helena down from uh, potentially flipping the vote to keep Moose. Um, the rest of the week goes relatively smoothly as they evict Moose over summer. We go into week eight, where Marty is going to win another HOH. And yet again, he's going to put up Betty and Josh. 
And again, Kevin and Helena are going to start to put in some work to save Josh. This time around, though, Marty starts to catch on. And his primary target is Betty, but he's looking to potentially nominate Kevin as a replacement if he needs to, because Canada ends up saving Summer from uh, from eviction. And then Betty wins the veto. And now, all of a sudden, Marty has to put up one of the five. Um, his instinct is to put Kevin up again because he's suspicious about the whole uh, Kevin and Josh thing. But uh, but ultimately, he makes people draw gummy bears. We'll get into the details of that. Um, Gina was evicted at the end of the week. So what is Kevin's involvement in all of it? Uh, it's yet again pretty much pretty much all of it. Uh, Kevin gets a nine in the stock watch yet again. And uh, on day 49 here, uh, they uh, Kevin and Helena both quickly decide that yet again, we're gonna have to let Betty go this week if they can't get Gino on the block. Also on day 49, this is when Marty tells Kevin, I caught you talking. I caught you having that conversation with Josh. Uh, I know that you're probably working with him. It's okay. I still trust you. I still want to work with you. Just, I know. All right. So, uh, just, just don't, just don't play me for a fool. All right, Kev. Um, uh, uh-uh. uh, on day 51, Betty wins the veto and Kevin and Helena realize that they're in some trouble because Marty is leaning toward putting Kevin on the block. Their strategy is that they do not want to push Marty into doing anything. If they push for Jace to go up, it only further, uh, you know, emphasizes the idea that they might flip the vote on Jace. Instead, they're going to let Jace push for Kevin to go up, knowing that they can make they can spin that into making it seem like Jace is more likely to flip on Kevin than Kevin is to flip on Jace. This actually works really well. Helena plays her part very effectively and um, Kevin talks to him at the end. But 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 ultimately, Marty's gut is still telling him to put Kevin on the block. So Kevin has to talk to Marty at the end of the day and he ends up flipping him back around by promising on his marriage that he will not flip. Uh, We did not see this on the feeds, but we did see it on the episodes. So the following day, day 52, Marty has them draw gummy bears and Gino draws the red one. Uh, even though he didn't need to put his gummy bear in. Kevin and Helena quickly agree that they are going to send Gino out. Kevin uses the fact that Marty told him not to talk to anyone as a way of further separating himself from Marty and the perception of the other house guests. This happens on day 52 again. Uh, on days 53 and 54, Jace lets Kevin know that Betty has approached her about working together again, but she doesn't trust Betty. Kevin realizes, okay, that's another thing we got to squash. Um, so him and Helena consider evicting Josh because if Betty's going to work with Jace, then they need to cut Betty's power base away. This, this, this Josh and, 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 and Betty and Jace and Gino thing has gone too far and, uh, they might need to just snip it off. Instead, though, uh, they, they double down. They're going to keep Josh. They're going to evict Gino. And instead, they're going to put a plan into motion to flip Betty, Summer, and Josh against Jace for good this time by telling them that she had the secret power of veto. And so they go ahead and they do that. The story here, of course, is we've said it many times before, but because Jace had the secret power of veto, uh, it's it becomes clear that she never had any her and Gino never had any intention of backdooring Marty. It was a lie the whole time. And Josh is the person that would have gone up instead if the veto had been used. It obviously wasn't Marty because Jace would have used the secret power of veto to put Marty up if that were the case. Um, 
this was something that prevented them from uh, being able to get Gino on the block initially, but uh, but comes in clutch to turn uh, Betty Summer and Josh against Jace later on, and it works very effectively. Uh, on day 54, Kevin again is going to encourage that this be a blindside on Gino. And also on day 54, Kevin really locks in with Betty with the secret veto story and the fact that he goes, man, Jace is going to be so mad at me for this. Uh, Betty says, hey, I'm going to stand up for you. Don't worry about it. You after Josh, you are my priority in the game. How far they have come. I do hate you for now. The tail end of week eight here. Part two of week eight. The triple eviction. Josh wins the HOH. He nominates Jace. Marty and Summer, uh, but Jace wins the veto, which means that Josh has to put Betty on the block as a pawn, which could potentially expose everything. When Betty wins the HOH in week nine after Jace and Marty are evicted, oh boy, uh, things are looking a little dicey. She ends up putting Josh and Jace on the block. Woo, that's huge for Kevin. And Helena wins the veto, doesn't use it, and they evict Jace. Um, so what are the details? Well, Kevin yet again gets a nine this week, but that's mostly because the rating happened right before most of the bigger mistakes, but we'll get to that. So days 55 and 56 with Betty as the HOH, he and uh, Kevin encourages Josh and Betty to avoid bringing up the secret veto with Jace to prove that she's not telling the truth to them. Phew. Sorry. <laughs> so uh, this helps solidify Jace going on the block because Jace doesn't admit to having the secret veto and Betty, it makes it clear to Betty that Jace is not telling her the truth. So on day 56, Wendy, uh, Wendy, Betty brings Kevin to Wendy's and he proposes a final three with her, which she's into. Uh, He also throws Josh under the bus to solidify him going up on the block, telling her that he had a deal with Josh this whole time. At first, she's fully on board and does, in fact, nominate Josh and Jace. Um, And she wants to do this final three. And she doesn't trust Josh because she can't believe all the final all the deals that he must have had all throughout the game. But after thinking about it on day 57, the next day, uh, Betty starts to think, wait a minute, Kevin had a deal with Josh. Is he the one that got Josh to to put me up? She reconciles with Josh and realizes that Kevin is to blame for everything. She makes the case to Josh and she flips him against Kevin. (gasps) What? Kevin, don't do it. Don't. He says that he sees now that Kevin will win this game if he gets to the end. He'll get every single vote. That's what that's like. This guy's the mastermind. We can't let him get to the end. Uh, It's too much. Uh, He's he's uh, he's too dangerous in this game. So um, on day 57, Kevin and Helena are going to agree that they're definitely bringing each other to the final two, just in case you had any doubt about that. Uh, On day 58, Helena wins the veto and Kevin says they have four days to figure out which of Josh or Jace they want to evict. You don't have four days. You have four days to lock in your plan for final four, not four days to figure out what you're doing at final five. You can hear my rants about that. It goes back and forth all week. We've talked this one to death, but when Kevin tells Jace that he's voting her out, she flips him back. So he tells Betty, who gives Josh the heads up that Kevin is going to vote him out. Josh 
ends up flipping Kevin back again by promising him that he will throw the final four HOH. Kevin just gets lost in this decision-making tunnel. He recognized initially that Betty and Josh were clearly pretending to not be close anymore, but he kind of forgot about that by the end of the week and was blind, just blinded by the greed of having somebody throw a competition to him in the end game and ultimately makes the mistake of evicting Jace. So in week 10, Josh wins the HOH and Kevin realizes that he has screwed up uh josh nominates kevin and betty now we thought this was because of betty's pitch which is the hope that kevin might evict helena over betty if helena has never touched the block but to hear josh say it in the diary tell it in the diary room uh he did this because he feels like uh keeping helena off the block only further hurts her with the jury because she will have never had to fight for her life in the game which kind of implies that Josh is looking at Helena as somebody that might be going to the end. Um, Especially in combination with the fact that he mentioned that he feels like Kevin is a much bigger jury threat and could potentially beat him. Uh, When Josh also wins the veto, he tells Betty that he intends to use it on her and they discuss who should be evicted between Kevin and Helena. Betty says she's leaning toward evicting Kevin. Josh does not indicate uh, which way he's leaning at this time. But both of them have wanted Kevin gone ever since they caught on to him. And then the feeds cut. And that's all we know. So. Let's let's summarize. Because that's a lot. There's a lot. And even there, there's a lot that, that I had to leave out because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, not die. So here's a long summary that's still as brief as I can make this. Let's let's get through it. All right. Kevin comes in week one from about as weak a position as you can. He's left out of every group. He's a social outcast. He ends up on the block as a replacement nominee and pawn in week one because he's expendable and he finds himself fighting for his life in the first week of the game. He presumably does a great job of campaigning to stay considering the fact that he stays and he got a good edit. Um, But we don't know for sure. But from there, we see him get to work on the feeds. In week two, he's again a major option to be used as a pawn, but he kicks his game into overdrive using the individual relationships he's developed to campaign to Marty. Using Marty's own words to warp his perspective of the game and painting a picture of the house based on the information that he has to uh, basically uh, create a situation where Marty can't allow himself to take the risk of nominating Kevin. He very much saves himself from being nominated this week and simultaneously sets up a game structure that is slightly more advantageous to him heading into week three, where he's a key catalyst to Kyle's chaotic week when he convinces Kyle to not target Jess. As Kyle spins out, Kevin climbs the chaos like a ladder and he helps twist the knife into the existing alliance structure of the game, flipping Marty fully to his own cause, picking up allies like Summer and Josh and making sure that the vote is a blindside to further, um, you know, just just again, twist that knife and make the um, the damage to the relationships as deep as possible. In week four, Kevin avoids any blame for the previous week's machinations and in fact uses them to get closer to the people he helped ruin. He takes advantage of the lack of structure in the wake of Kyle's HOH to push hard for groups to form around him, planting seeds that will eventually become the five 
the rebel rejects and some other groups. Herman is though Herman though is going to remain an obstacle to his plans as Herman is a calming force in the game that threatens to pull the game back into its proper alignment. So Kevin works very hard to ensure that Herman is not able to lock anything in. By week five, Kevin is really hitting his stride. He finally gets a solid ally in a position of power when Jess wins the HOH and he makes the absolute most of it, using Jess for all they're worth with no regard for the impact it has on their game. He gets them to take a shot at Herman for him, and when Herman wins the veto, he takes that shot at Tanisha instead to help further destabilize the house. He also uses the week to really solidify his own version of a chaotic structure. He creates sides by carefully ensuring the vote is split five to four in a blind side, then recruits Josh and the crash test dummies to be their agent on the other side. From this position, he's able to manipulate the game to his liking. He takes that stranglehold and he never really lets go, but man, does the game wriggle and writhe under his grip. Um, because nothing comes easy for Kevin. Uh, a botched flip in the midst of the double eviction makes him lose Jess, one of his most valuable pieces on the board. And worse, the whole process exposed him and Helena a bit and threw Marty off on a whole tangent targeting Josh because he's so hurt. Um, so Kevin has to spend the week course correcting, doing damage control, pulling Marty from Josh to Betty, then from Betty, then, then from Betty to Herman, um, and all while fending off Herman's attempts to pull Gino and Jace back in. Herman's effective campaign work to stay against Betty, and then Betty's play to pull German, pull German, pull Gino and Jace to her side. Uh, all of this is happening, and Kevin is doing his best to stay on top of it. He finally does manage to get Herman out, but by this time he has fallen behind a bit because Betty has got Gino and Jace, and that's not great. So he has to play catch up here in week seven. He wins Gino and Jace back to his side. Discovers via Josh spilling, spilling the, tea the tea to, to Kevin, Kevin the what Betty was up to and saves Marty by convincing Gino and Jace to not backdoor him. All the while convincing Josh to be on board with keeping Marty, despite the fact that Marty is still coming for Josh, even though Gino just tried to backdoor him. And things are looking okay, but the challenges don't stop there because then Marty wins HOH in week eight, and this time he refuses to be persuaded away from targeting Josh and Betty. He did the favor for for Kevin last time, but this one is for him. And furthermore, Marty caught jo- Kevin talking to Josh, and he fears that Kevin might have something with him, and he's determined to not let Kevin find a way to keep Josh and Betty this week. Not a great start. In addition, Jace's secret veto information completely shuts down any attempt of Kevin and Helena to throw her and Gino under the bus for trying to backdoor him the previous week. Hey, we're super loyal. We had the ability to backdoor you when we didn't. So it looks like they really aren't going to get their way this time. But Kevin is once again able to pull a rabbit out of his hat by swearing on his marriage, praying to the gods of gummy bears and landing Gino on the block with a red one. And he sends Gino home. Now, unfortunately for Kevin, these these pesky players, they just keep playing. They just won't stop. And Kevin and Helena need to squash yet another attempt at people trying to align with other people that aren't them. They reveal to Josh, Betty, and Summer that Jace had the secret veto when they tell them she never intended to backdoor Marty, and this finally puts to bed any connection that Jace had with the three of them. So, in the triple eviction, their relationship with Josh pays off big. Marty and Summer are evicted, and they stayed safe. But again, things can't be easy, because Jace won that veto, and Josh was forced to expose to Betty that he wasn't really loyal to her. 
They have to continue to keep Betty from aligning with Jace throughout the week, which they do by continuing to play up the secret veto information. And they also have to make sure that she doesn't realize that Josh kept them safe for a reason. So she stays mad at Josh and not them. And it's successful enough that it works just long enough to get Jace and Josh on the block. But Kevin pushed a little too hard with Betty and she figures him out. She flips Josh back. And while Kevin is locked in indecision, she's able to help Josh trick Kevin into keeping him over Jace. Josh then wins the final four HOH and veto, and things look pretty dire here for Kevin. Once realize, uh, once realizing that Kevin's been playing, uh, or once, once he's realized that Kevin has been playing the whole house, Josh has recognized that Kevin will probably win in a final two. And due to his excellent relationships and fantastic goodbye messages, Josh is probably correct. But Kevin has been pushing very hard with the narrative that because he can't win a comp, he has to be drawing dead. Now, the question is, will that be enough? Will that be enough for Kevin to slither? I'm just going to slither through his way through just one more time. Or will this slip up cause his entire house of cards to come crumbling down? Now, regardless of what happens, I think that Kevin is a phenomenal player. Uh, Since I've started doing these recaps, no single player has successfully dealt with as much adversity as Kevin has in a single season. Uh, He's he's not the cleanest or most dominant player, but if I'm going to trust anyone to get themselves out of a scrap, it's going to be Kevin. Every single week, Things are starting to go wrong for him. There are all kinds of players just like doing things that don't fit what he wants them to do. And he doesn't have a structure to just keep everything nice and steady and stable. That's just not the kind of player that he is. Instead, he has to run around putting out fires constantly as they they just come. They just keep popping up. And he's always having to put them out, but he always ends up succeeding at the end of the day. Uh, It's very impressive to watch. He has a lot of strengths in the game. He's great at disregarding emotion from his decision making, you know, except for the whole Josh thing. But even then, um, I think it was mostly greed that blinded him. He also excels at persuading people to do what he wants. And he really understands the strategy of the game on a high level, which allows him to confidently make bold moves to advance his position in the game. something that's huge for Kevin is that he plays completely fearlessly um, and with a sense of joy and and good spirited fun. That's just infectious to the people around him. Um, And he very rarely gets personal and ensures that everyone receives respect as a player and tries very hard not to underestimate anyone in the game. Um, It's very fun to watch. Uh, It's something that I appreciate in a player that uh, he doesn't play like the, Um, Sort of like, let's make people a social outcast, let's trash on people, dunk on people all the time kind of game. And again, I think that helps him to some degree as well, because uh, he he just brings uh, so much joy and enthusiasm to the game that it, it makes people excited to play with him. It's it's definitely a strength of his game. His flaws, on the other hand, well, the biggest one is that is easily by far the biggest flaw that Kevin has in the game is his lack of competition ability. I mean, it's not even close. Um, it's, it's the one single flaw that 
prevents all of his other flaws from being inconsequential quirks. Uh, additionally, his overall look and personality is one that's pretty much always going to start him off in a disadvantaged position in a house of, you know, cool kids. Uh, but beyond those two things, I think his biggest flaw appears to be that he got so used to playing from behind, playing from a position of just needing to put out all these fires, that when he finally gets into a true position of power where he's truly in charge, he kind of got overwhelmed and didn't know how to handle it properly. Um, and, you know, an, an additional small thing, I think, is that, uh, as I mentioned before, he doesn't always know how to handle situations immediately. It takes him a little bit of time to think it through, and that can sometimes get him into a little bit of hot water. But again, pretty inconsequential in comparison to some of the other things, primarily the competition stuff. Because that's the thing about Big Brother. Big Brother doesn't care how well you played to get to where you are. All it takes is one slip up. One slip up is all it can take for you to lose everything, especially when you can't win competitions to cover up those errors. And that appears to be where Kevin stands right now. If Kevin wins the game, I think that he will be the kind of winner we haven't seen in a long time. Uh, he's not perfect. But he is driven, he's chaotic, and he, he is scrappy as hell. Uh, and I imagine that it would spark all kinds of new debates about the question of, you know, what makes the for the best winner of the show? Is it somebody like Dane who is able to, like, really ride out a structure very well, very rarely in danger, wins a ton of competitions? Or is it somebody like Kevin who doesn't have the advantages of a structure or competition wins and really has to scrap his way through? I mean, as a winner, I think Kevin really facilitates that debate. As a loser of the game, I think it kind of speaks for itself a little bit, doesn't it? Um, if he loses, I do think he will, though, join uh, that list, that list of players that came so close um, and, and fall just short. Um, but either way, I think uh, Kevin, he's a legend. I mean, an amazing job, an amazing game. Um, and somebody that uh, should be remembered for a long time, should be studied in terms of how he managed to play this game because it has definitely been excellent to watch. Uh, and, and that's what I've got. That's Kevin's game. Hopefully you enjoyed this recap. Uh, I did my best to consolidate all of it into uh, as 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 you know tightly wound a package as possible. We had to uh, skip some of the more general summary, which was fine because most of it was relevant to Kevin anyway. Um, and uh, it, you know, it it was. Let me tell you, it was fun. It was fun to go back and and go through all of this. Um, so I hope that uh, I hope that you had fun listening along. Uh, this whole time. So, of course, you can find me over on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Darren Armstrong, watching the episodes live with all of you, talking through all kinds of nerdy stuff like this. If you want to hang out there on Twitch, you can also find me on Twitter at Armstrong Taren. I'm usually tweeting out what I'm doing. Uh, so that's a good place to find out if I'm doing something that interests you. Uh, and then, of course, um, you know, we're coming to a close here on the season. Hopefully you've enjoyed these game recaps. Hopefully you enjoy the last couple of episodes here as we run into them. And I just want to thank you all so much for joining me on yet another ride here uh, every single morning, uh, talking through the live feeds, talking through the season. It's been such a great season, really, you know, brings back that childhood joy of watching Big Brother and knowing that 
you know, anything can happen. There's, there's not, there's not just a big structure running things here. Uh, and, um, it, it has really been an excellent season. We'll see how it finishes, but, um, I've, uh, I've really enjoyed being, you know, sucked into this black hole with all of you for the last couple of months. And I really appreciate all of you that stick around all season long and, uh, and check out the podcast and support, support the show and support me. I really appreciate all of it. So thank you all so, so much for joining me here in the morning all season long. And I hope to see you all soon in Big Brother 24. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.